This is our podcast song. It isn't very long. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Christina. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Laughing with Ginger. The podcast where two feisty redheads with loud laugh, share crazy stories, play games, and spread silliness and joy. That little space lady magenta over there um, is my partner in crime on the Laughing with Ginger's podcast, Christina oh, and Curry. And that is Sarah Elephant, a.k.a. Prankster Monk, and my co-host of Laughing with Ginger's. <laughs> you do. Your hair does look like magenta. Yeah, it's um, freshly dyed and oh, like very much in its, all its glory. <laughs> It um so everyone picture Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show and just imagine the maid slash um woman from where did they come from Trans- Trans- Transylvania <laughs> um and they were from outer yeah. space <laughs> it's very confusing <laughs> that's what that's that's what Christina's hair looks like um I love it I love it. Um, I think this is the second week in a row, or no, maybe not in a row, but the second time in recent history that this that Rocky Horror Picture Show has yeah, come up. Yeah, it has, and um, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> and I also drove by the theater that plays the Rocky Horror Picture Show at midnight that you can go to that's over by me in Santa Monica. And I said out loud, the next time Sarah's in town, Angie, we need to take her here. (laughs) So it's still there. It's still playing. And we need to go. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. Um, Well, speaking of history, (laughs) today we are covering dumb events in history. I I took it a step further and found people being dumb in Dumb events of history. <laughs> so, funny. so I was going to play mm-hmm. a game, um, and it was going to be dumb events in history or shit ceramica, <laughs> but they were actually all accurate events in history. So it felt very mean once I saw your face. So now I'm just going to okay. share them. <laughs> I'm like a baby deer that you don't want to shoot. <laughs> oh my goodness i love it um so before we roll in though i do want to shout out the inspiration for this um episode because this was my suggestion um so there is a tiktok channel that is called stakui I want to say is how you say it. Um, it's Stephen Bell, and he does. He has a playlist that's dumb events in history, and he, they're so funny. So um, that inspired me to do my own research into dumb events in history, and um, yeah, so you should check it out. <laughs> yes, love it, love it, love it. Do you want? My first yeah, dumb event. Yeah, I do. I wonder if we like brought the same events. I doubt it because I brought like when someone's being dumb in this event. So I doubt we brought the same one. I mean, some of them are dumb and people are being <laughs> dumb. It's, I mean, it's hard to tell. I know there are a couple that you didn't bring, mm. but it's possible you brought okay. this one. All right, let's hear it. Did you know 
millions of dollars worth of maple syrup was stolen between 2011 and 2012. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> so it was over 500,000 gallons. Um, and the thieves were stealing it because they wanted to sell it on the black market, which sounds uh-huh. crazy, but um, – it's actually really valuable. So at the time, it was um, by weight, maple syrup was worth 13 times what crude oil was worth. What? Holy crap. Right? Right? It's liquid gold. So what they did was they – I know. Liquid tree gold. Canadian liquid tree gold. <laughs> So they siphoned the syrup into different containers to steal it, and then they refilled the barrels with water um, to match the mm-hmm. weight. And for a full year, they got away with it, but then they got lazy and stopped refilling the barrels. And got- oh, yeah. Can't be lazy when you're being a thief. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work out uh-uh, so well. No, no. Dang, I guess they were making money off of it if they, like, kept it up and were, like, continuing to do it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like an easy No, and, like, what's the payoff there? Like, I guess it was good enough to keep doing it. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, oil is worth a lot more right now. Although I don't know what crude oil is. I should have looked it up. I don't either, but – Maybe it's surpassed maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to go or you want to go? Do another one. Do another one. Okay. Did you know the pyramids were built by drugs? (laughs) Um, uh, No. So they weren't built by slaves, common, which is a common misconception. Evidently, this is from uh, the modern. I was literally going to say, so, I think they're slaves, but then I'm like, wait, were the slaves drunk? <laughs> <laughs> so um, they, the workers building the pyramids, were paid. They just weren't paid in traditional currency. Their wages were straight up beer. <laughs> So they got paid four to five liters a day, which is the equivalent of an entire mini keg every single day of the oh week. Oh my god! Whoa! <gasps> and um, some scholars believe that if it hadn't been for the vast supply of beer, the pyramids never would have been built to begin <laughs> with. I would have thought the opposite. <laughs> like they're too drunk to get shit done. <sighs> You'd think – I mean, they were out like in the sun. Right, right. I I mean, I'm kind of drunk though when I'm like um, out at Burning Man and we're trying to build camp and it, it you're, you are a little numb to the intense heatness of the desert when you're drunk. So I'm wondering that might actually – it kind of makes sense. I can't picture it for myself mm-hmm. but – I am not a good, hot person. (laughs) I'm a person who's like, it's hot. I need to go sit. Yeah, you would have been (laughs) a terrible drunk slave. (laughs) So I guess because they technically were paid, then they don't count as slaves. I guess so. 
I mean, they may have been apprehended from other areas unwill- and unwillingly taken away from their families. I no, I did not do that much research into this. And I believe that was why we were raised thinking they were slaves, but they got paid in mm-hmm. booze. Good for them. <laughs> I mean, life should be a party. You work hard, you yeah. play hard. Yeah, airport time all the time. <laughs> Airport time all the time. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Oh, All right. Boy. Well, let me give you one. So this is a moment that happened in history where someone played it dumb. So Walter Hunt invented the safety pin while he was living in Brooklyn way back in 1849. He, like, immediately turned around and sold the patent for $400, like, right away. And probably thought, yes, I created this safety pin and I just got 400 bucks out of it. Well, he ended up dying penniless. And by that point when he died, there were like a billion safety pins in the world, you know, and annually producing even more than that. So, yeah, he definitely played it real dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He did not get the most out of that no, deal. No, no. The, the little saying in the article says, talk about pricking yourself. <laughs> I almost just did a spit take. And I upset Cluzo. <laughs> Cluzo is staring at me oh very Oh, God, upset. I know. It was kind of a funny high-pitched squeak that you did there. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, okay, I have, an, I have another one. Um, okay. Colonel Tom Parker, which is Elvis Presley's manager, or was Elvis Presley's manager. I find it really funny that they call him Colonel Tom Parker instead of just, like, Tom Parker. <laughs> like, um, was he an active duty and also Elvis Presley's manager at the same time? <laughs> Or did he have a really good chicken <laughs> recipe? <laughs> Possibly. It was Memphis it was. after all. You're right. You're right. Uh, lots of kernels walking around <laughs> making fried chicken. Um, okay. So he wanted to profit directly off of Elvis, uh, like Elvis Presley's record, like off of an Elvis Presley record through his own label. But because Presley was under contract with RCA, Parker, um, you know, greedily, Parker figured he could release an album that was strictly just the spoken word of Elvis instead of actual music. So then that was like a loophole around RCA's contract. So the album's called Having Fun with Elvis on Stage, and it was an absolute disaster. It actually contained no songs because he legally couldn't have any songs and was literally just Elvis's banter to his live audience in between songs, which was pretty much just like mumbling a joke here and there. And critics called it like it was like an like an, an absolute disaster, like instantly. And they um, called uh, the colonel <laughs> a, a, a carnival freak show. They were like, this is like insane. And uh, RCA ended up claiming the rights to that album anyway. So even if it had done good, it, he still would have made nothing on it. <laughs> oh my God. That's like 
that's like when people give wedding toasts and they stand up and they do a bunch of inside yeah. jokes. <laughs> And everyone's sitting there and they, like, don't know what you're talking about. And they're just like, this is so yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, like, only one person is laughing. This is so aco-taco. <laughs> yeah. And the other person in the couple doesn't even get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like in Bridesmaids, when she kept trying to outdo the other bridesmaid and saying, like, those inside- <laughs> Kristen Wiig kept saying, like, inside jokes that no one else was getting. <laughs> oh, my God. My spirit animal, I know Kristen that Wiig. movie is freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What more do you have? Did you know? That President Andrew Jackson's parrot was kicked out of his funeral for cursing too much. That is amazing. Is this parrot still alive? This might also. And can we go meet it? I would pay to see that. Oh my God. Are you ready for the details? Absolutely. So it is admittedly incredibly difficult to claim that Andrew Jackson was a particularly good dude. Um, So it may come as no surprise that Jackson's pet parrot was also kind of a jerk. (laughs) Miraculously, Jackson managed to die in his bed at the ripe old age of 78, despite his penchant for challenging random people to duel. Oh, my God. What an adult child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And despite his issues, Jackson's funeral was well attended. Um, And thousands showed up to to pay their respects, even though um, this was a period of time when every method of transportation was incredibly slow and and practically guaranteed a chapped butt. (laughs) So claims a modern rogue. And (laughs) – which you know, I I could I could imagine. Also, you know, maybe discomfort mm-hmm. in the back, but that's you know, yeah. Um, despite, <laughs> but despite all those attendees, the most notable guest at the service was Jackson Jackson's parrot. Before the sermon could even begin, mourners heard a loud commotion. Jackson's parrot was reportedly unleashing a volley of cuss words at anybody within earshot. He was swearing so much he had to be forcibly removed from the house. (laughs) So, yeah, basically he was like everybody at the Applebee's bar after 10 p.m. (laughs) There's not a lot written about the relationship Jackson had with this foul-mouthed parrot, but it's fairly safe to assume the bird wasn't just acting out because he missed his former master. Oh, Lord, that's hilarious. That's like his final, like, Andrew Jackson's final, like, F.U. world. I'm going to – why are they taking a parrot to a funeral anyway? Get the on the invite list. (laughs) It's very, very weird. (laughs) Who does that? That's my first question, too. Like, how did the parrot make the cut? (laughs) (laughs) Did he have the RSVP? (laughs) 
And how, why forcibly removed, define forcibly removing a parent yeah, from a funeral, Yeah, you just pick up please. the cage and, like, leave. It's not like the parrot's fighting you. Like, no, hands off, motherfucker. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish, like, okay, if I had a time machine, I've now decided – when I want to go back in time, at what point in history? <laughs> when I want to see that event unfold. <laughs> I'm also curious what they considered were like real curse words at that time. I know. Too. I know. <laughs> oh my god! I just like whatever's happening in my head. I'm sure it was even better in real life. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god! I'm sure the people were so offended. Yeah, like oh how, the audacity of that parrot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. You want another one. Did you know the Dutch defeated the Spanish in the Eighty Years' War with ice skates? <laughs> no, <laughs> ice skates were like a thing back then. <laughs> Yep, apparently. So back in the 1500s, the Netherlands were owned by Spain. And Spain was, as you probably know, pretty Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, When the Spanish King Philip II heard um, that the revolutionary Protestants like Martin Luther King – or sorry, Martin Luther (laughs) Derp, not King. I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Did we just jump forward in history? (laughs) significantly <laughs> forward like 200 years <laughs> yeah <sighs> like so far forward um and not not 200 years i just looked back at the date it's the 1500s <laughs> a little bit more than that <laughs> just a switch just a switch um so when Philip II heard that Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses to the doors of churches and demanded religious reform, Philip became a missionary of sorts and decided to stab it to stab any Dutch people that didn't want to be Catholic. Stab. You heard I know, me I was literally about to ask um, like, wait. <laughs> like literally stabbing. <laughs> So I know this is shocking, mm-hmm. but the Dutch weren't exactly thrilled with this method of conversion. Really? <laughs> that seems odd. <laughs> they rebelled in what's now known the 80 Years' War. <laughs> they took a stab at it. <laughs> they took a stab at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love it Good thank one. you Good thank one. you <laughs> as far as the Dutch could tell the only thing between them and victory was the fact that they were hope- hopelessly outnumbered and outmatched mm-hmm. yeah. minor mm-hmm. minor so they pulled a fast one and flooded a third of the country before the Spanish could reach Amsterdam on foot flooded like with water <laughs> the Okay. With water, yeah. So um, it did. It forced the Spanish to turn around and come back at Amsterdam from the sea. Mm-hmm. 
And by the time they got their ships to Amsterdam, the water surrounding the city had frozen solid. So um, the entire Dutch Navy was literally suspended in ice like a bunch of goobers. <laughs> so says Modern Rook. Um, eager, <laughs> eager to stab them some Dutch. <laughs> The Spanish soldiers leapt from their ships and headed toward the Dutch fleet over the frozen waters. But there's one thing that the Netherlands has always been good at, and it's ice skating. The Spanish quickly learned that, like, uh, <laughs> basically it was a giant hockey oh, rink. Oh, my goodness. And the Spanish soldiers... Gingerly <laughs> stepped across the ice toward. Yeah, you mm -hmm. liked that. I I could tell. Um, stepped across the ice toward the Dutch fleet. Um, the Dutch soldier soldiers were moving at incredible speeds. They would appear out of nowhere, pepper the Spanish with musket fire, and then promptly disappear. <laughs> Terrified, the Spanish retreated, but hundreds and hundreds of them were picked off by these phantom Dutch soldiers. When the Spanish finally managed to pick off a couple of them, they realized the Dutch army was wearing ice skates and literally skating circles around them. As far as they could tell, this was the only time in history that being good at ice skating resulted in beating somebody else up. <laughs> Eventually, the Spanish would design a bunch of skates for themselves, but they were never as good as the mighty Dutch and... A mere 80 years later, the Netherlands won their freedom to skate however they chose. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that would be interesting to have been there in that moment in history too. Yeah, all all these parts of it, like, psst, yeah. psst. hey, you, ca you Catholic? Yeah, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> no? I'm going to stab you. <laughs> I'm like, how many people got stabbed before they like knocked it off? Went to yeah. war for 80 yeah, years? Yeah, ridiculous. Humans are just ridiculous. It's – yes, I I agree. Um, right. Do you want to give me one and then we'll take yeah, a quick break? Yeah, all right. So, or do you want to take a no, break first? No, I'll give first? you this one. I'll give you this one. So it's George II and um, he was so constipated and exerting himself so much on the toilet that his heart literally <laughs> burst and that's how he died. <laughs> oh, like, no. oh, my God. What were you eating, George II? And maybe you should have talked to a doctor. <laughs> Because that's terrible. Now you are going – you have gone down in history as like a bursting heart because you were forcing yourself to shit so much on the toilet. That's embarrassing <laughs> for you. Oh, my God. The poor guy. I know. But like, oh, my God. It's embarrassing. Couldn't you find anyone to disimpact him? <laughs> Such a funny word, disimpact. You just stick your finger up there and circle it around oh a little. Oh my god! I saw a video where they were disimpacting an elephant, and they had ponchos oh on, but no other protection. 
And the the literal like spray, like it was like a fire hose of shit. Once the elephants like initial like hard, ch- I'm like I want to throw up. Like thinking about the video, it got all like the the video stopped, and the two people looked at the video dripping in like elephant shit all over their like exposed faces and like arms. Because you know, poncho doesn't fucking cover you gross it feels like a hazmat suit situation yeah like you need to be covered head to toe if you're trying to disembowel an elephant like their poop hole is above your head disinfect I mean dis- disinfect disinfect let's no. not disembowel elephants <laughs> disinfect their butthole is like high up like a shower what do you expect is gonna happen when yeah <laughs> shower shit oh my it's god too much. oh like, god that's dumb. so gross. that's another dumb moment in history what did you think was gonna happen you silly poncho wearing people but thank you for for disimpacting that elephant i'm sure it felt way more comfortable <laughs> yeah i i bet i bet it was a very happy mm-hmm. elephant later mm-hmm. that day <laughs> Even though there's a video of it pooping on the yeah, internet. Yeah, I don't think it cares. Which is gen- yeah, generally speaking, that's not a good day. But, <laughs> you know, for this guy or girl or I would assume yeah. so. And on that note, <laughs> we will be right back on Laughing with Gingers. And we are back on Laughing with Gingers. I, of course, am Sarah Alipin, your co-host, and I am joined, as always, by the amazing little peacocky lady over there, Christina Curry. <laughs> da, 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 da. That was a really good intro. <laughs> it's got to be different every time. It's whatever strikes. Yeah, my I get it. I get it. All right. So are we? Are you ready to talk about Joseph Stalin? <laughs> oh God! Yes, yes, so, I am. So okay. Obviously, we know he's kind of known to be a little unpleasant and kind of nasty, and I think that might have cost him his life. So his guard. Wait. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think he had a parrot that was as unpleasant as he was? Probably. <laughs> and does it make you like an asshole more when they have a foul mouth? It does. Parrot? I'm going to be honest. It does. It really does. I was like, ooh, actually, Andrew Jackson sounds a little more interesting than I thought he was. <laughs> like, sure, he was yeah. racist and, Sexist you know, probably. forced people off their yeah, land. Yeah. But-, but he had a parrot. That cuss. <laughs> foul mouth yeah, parrot. Yeah, foul mouth parrot. Foul. <laughs> I didn't even You are. I could not be more impressed with you. I'm impressed with, with myself, to be honest. <laughs> As you mm-hmm, should be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joseph Stalin... Um, petrified his guards so much. Like they didn't want to disobey him um, and did everything he said. They even He even said like, do not disturb me in my bedroom. And like, and they were so like scared of him that they followed that rule so much 
So when he actually didn't make it out of his bedroom after the sun came up on March the 1st, 1953, everyone sort of like stood around like, oh, what should we do? Like they didn't know what to do. Um, They were too afraid to knock. They were too afraid to open the door. They were like just fucking petrified. And it wasn't until close to midnight that same day that they finally like peeked in. They got the courage and they like peeked in, opened the door just a crack. And they found Stalin splayed out on the floor alive, but marinating in his own urine. (laughs) He suffered a stroke and would be dead within four days after that. So maybe don't be a jerk and you might live longer, basically. (laughs) It's not like it was the Middle Ages, you know? It's like recent enough that he could have gotten medical Mm -hmm. treatment. Exactly. Like he might have actually lived, but he was like his own worst enemy. What are you going to do? Yeah, he Mm -hmm. sucked. Yeah. He sucked. You know his – I want to say his daughter owns a record shop in Portland, Oregon. Really? Is Did she yeah. keep the last name? <laughs> Something tells me probably no, <laughs> but I might have to Google it. <laughs> I would drop that last name like it's hot. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like the Hitler descendants and how they like changed their last name and also said we are – they all like – didn't they all say we're not re- we're procreating? Like none of them had children because they they wanted the bloodline to end with them. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they all agreed amongst each other we're not having children. What if we birth another Hitler? Mm-hmm. What a responsibility I to bear. <laughs> Seriously. Literally (laughs) bear. (laughs) Not good. Oh, man. Um, Okay, question. I don't remember the answer Mm -hmm. to this. Uh, Did you see the Pentagon when you were here? Because it's like right next to my house. No, I did not. So – The Pentagon is where when you get lost in Arlington, Mm -hmm. Virginia, you inevitably end up. Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, I get lost. I don't know why. (laughs) Like every time you get lost, you end up stuck at the freaking Pentagon. I'm sure we drove past it. I can't really remember what we did. Did we leave my house? I can't remember. Um, It was a busy, busy work Mm -hmm. thing. So we – I don't think we did anything Mm -hmm. fun particularly other than just, you know, be in the same Mm -hmm. space. But um, so it's like right, right here. Um, But that makes this even funnier to me. So the Pentagon was built the way that it is uh, because it was actually supposed to be somewhere else, built somewhere else. Oh, so you know it's a it has five yes. sides. That's why it's called yes. a Pentagon. That, that much I knew. Um, <laughs> with like a little. <laughs> um. So you would probably assume the Pentagon is built that way for some sort of military purpose, like it's harder to attack or something because it has five walls and enemies can never pick which side or something like that. But like most American achievements, it was not quite such brilliant reasoning behind it. <laughs> So the the Pentagon was um, – when the Pentagon was originally planned, it was supposed to fit neatly between five separate roads. 
the location picked for the site was so weirdly shaped that most of the design time was wasted figuring out how to cram their sprawling military building into such a strange, constrained area. Hi, Bowie. I know you have opinions about American building. Me too. Eventually, one junior draftsman came up with a flaky or a freaky Pentagon shape that could just barely squeeze into where it needed to be. And after much deliberation and fine tuning, the other architects managed to twist that idea into something they all agreed was ugly, but did have one nice feature, according to Socrates Thomas Staffes. <laughs> that Hopefully was a that right. name. <laughs> um, yeah, who came up with the original idea, and that was it fit. But of course, <laughs> after all that work, several people immediately complained that the proposed War Department headquarters would block the views from Arlington National Cemetery, which uh, also you didn't get to go there, but are some of the most amazing views of the city. Um in fact, the reason Kennedy is buried where he is is because he stood there on the hill and said, um, couldn't you just stay here forever? Mm, oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> so that is why he is buried there. It is kind of sad. Um, yeah, it is. It is definitely kind of sad. But also, like, it's so – I mean, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Um, okay, so do, 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 do. Uh, This new location would have allowed them to design the building however they wanted, but they were running out of time to get the whole project finished Um, because they were building this like during, speaking of Hitler, during his regime as the Nazis were trying to take over Mm. Europe. So they didn't want to hold up the war headquarters. That makes sense. so they slapped it together in its current location using the old design and commenced in dropping elbows um, on the forces of the ultimate douchebag. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I think it's a cool-looking building. Huh? It's fine. Um, it is crammed between a bunch of roads and giant parking lots, and every time you get lost there and you have to pull into the parking lot to, like, try to turn around, it's terrifying because there are so many police officers there, and they all, like, watch you because you clearly don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you don't belong, and and they know it. I got pulled over there. Oh, my God. Were you speeding? (laughs) No, I – I couldn't tell if I could turn down their signage is like a little bit – I think it's better now, but this was like when I was in college and I was going to work um, and the, their signage was like unclear if it was one way and it looked like all of the parking lot lanes went outward so you couldn't like go down any of them and it's surrounded by essentially mm-hmm. highways. Um, so if you go too far the wrong way, you end up back in D.C. It's just a disaster. So I ended up like trying to turn into a parking spot instead of into the lane to try to turn around. And the guy pulled me over because he was like, you clearly don't know what you're doing. And I was like, I'm just trying to turn around. <laughs> And he was like, just turn around. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's where you need to break some – yeah, break some rules. 
Yeah, I should have done it with confidence and I never would have gotten yeah. in trouble, but he was very nice yeah. to me about it with his AK-47. Oh, God. <laughs> Next so <time>. intimidating. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's scary there. Um, okay, anyway. cool. Well, uh, Henry the 13th, if I know my numeral numbers correctly, I could be wrong, seemed like such a promising <laughs> young king. But he grew increasingly paranoid during his turbulent reign, aging through six wives and producing just one sickly male heir. Henry grew obese too, weighing over 400 pounds at his death. Court officials, yeah, court officials assumed that a lead-lined coffin would hold Henry's immense corpse. Not only were they wrong, the worst possible outcome was in store for them. During his funeral procession, Henry's corpse exploded in the coffin, (laughs) leaking diseased bodily fluids all along the street. So uh, gross. So gross. Can you imagine? Oh. Oh, God. That's not that uncommon with people that, like, um, have a lot of extra gases in their intestines no 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 and he was like not healthy just dripping (laughs) disease yeah so gross i'm sorry i ended on such a gross can you imagine the smell (laughs) i wonder if it was during summertime that the procession was happening Oh, God, I hope it wasn't during a drought. Oh, God. Can you imagine if it was snowing? That's not pee in the snow. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, I ended on a gross one. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, mine kind of makes up for it, although it is also kind of gross. Um, And also in line with our our Hitler kind of conversation. (laughs) Cool. Did did you know Benito Mussolini wrote a horrible romance novel? Oh my god, he wrote a romance novel? No, I did not know that. I do know him, but I did not know that about him. I did not know that either. So when Benito Mussolini wasn't murdering and torturing his own citizens – or lying about how that was okay because he totally made the trains run on time. Um, he was writing terrible historical uh-huh. romance. Get out of here! His own Pride and Prejudice version. God, his only novel was called The Cardinal's Mistress. <laughs> before um, he became a well- world-renowned brutal fascist. Wait, he wrote so, this before uh, all his like. T- oh, maybe before he became a. So maybe a if he was like successful at it, that none of that would have happened. Yeah, maybe I don't know. He's yeah. Huh? Well, let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> um, but it wasn't widely published until about six years after. Into his reign, so like it wasn't published until he was already uh, in office. Office, office. Well, air quote. in in quotes. Presumably, <laughs> that's another form of torture. 
nice. The person that wrote this article for Modern Rogue is it's like they they have an inner yeah. Sarah. Or I have an inner this person. <laughs> uh, Mussolini's novel attempts to retell the real life torrid love affair of a 17th century Catholic cardinal named Carlo Emmanuel Madruzzo and his mistress, Claudia. God, why did I do this to myself? What am I, I Christina know, I here? Particella. Sounded good. <laughs> Madruzzo's uh the was the uh sorry had the holy hots for Particella oh, yeah. but he couldn't marry her unless he re- <laughs> <It's> terrible <laughs> he couldn't marry her unless he resigned as cardinal which the pope would not allow things got worse when Madruzzo spent the town's treasury trying to make Particella like him, and then he killed his niece, and he buried the body accidentally. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty confusing mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eventually, as a result of Particella's unwillingness to trade sexual favors for help from the unscrupulous Don Benizio, uh, who was another priest. The romance abruptly ended when Particella was murdered via poisoned wine. So it goes. The story itself is pretty boring, (laughs) but it's really Mussolini's epic prose that elevates it. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to wet my pants. (laughs) Uh. Hold on, I got to get my best Mussolini voice out. I don't have any idea what he sounded like. Okay, here we go. Don Benizio wept like a boy. And like a boy, he knelt at Claudia's feet. With broken phrases interrupted by terrible groans which burst from his breath. With words that were in turn puerile disordered, suave, and terrible, with the desperate gestures of one who had been crushed. He begged, love, pardon, pity. (laughs) Do not cast me into the abyss. Do not make me drain the bitter cup of vengeance. Cast a ray of light into my darkened soul. Unsurprisingly, this book wasn't particularly well received in America. (laughs) The famed critic Dorothy Parker hilariously wrote in her review for The New Yorker, While I am given a costume romance beginning... From the church, from the tiny churches within the new. Sorry, I need my Mussolini voice back for this. But isn't it? Let me start again. She's quoting him, and I acted as though it was still her, which wasn't going to go well. I saw it coming Mm -hmm. already. Um, When I when I am given a costume romance beginning from the tiny churches hidden within the newly budding verdure of damn it. Of the valleys, the even song of the Ave Maria floated gently forth and died upon the lake. 
My only wish was that I too might float <laughs> gently forth and die. <laughs> and, and I'm not peculiar or uh, particular whether it's a <laughs> sorry. And I'm not particular whether it's upon the lake or dry land. <laughs> I, I just want to die. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wonder if he had a parrot. <laughs> and I wonder if it was foul mouthed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I almost like want to read it for curiosity's sake, but I feel like I would just start it and that I would just also want to Yeah, <laughs> on what a lake or dry land. <laughs> An ocean in yeah. the sky. <laughs> I'll take the audible version. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, With my best yeah, Benito, read, by, uh, read by Sarah. <laughs> God, you've gotten me twice now. I've almost done a spit take. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Well, this was a fun episode. <laughs> it was a fun episode. I did not know quite how many dumb things there were I know. In I know. And this is just scratching yeah. the surface. Oh, I mean, there's so, so much, much more. more. Come on. We, there's a lot of dumb people out there <laughs> and dumb things happening. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us on Laughing with Gingers. We are so happy that you are listening to our silly podcast. And hey, if you want to send us some dumb events in history, we're here for it. (laughs) Christina, you want to tell them where they can find us on Instagram? Yeah, Laughing with Gingers. And if we remember, we'll post something to tell you this episode is out. (laughs) I'm going to have my pet parrot do it. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, boy. And you can send us funny stories or ideas for episodes, all kinds of good stuff. We love it. And get access to premium content, including ad-free episodes, swag special events, access to us, and more starting at just – $3. $3. Check us out at patreon.com slash laughingwithgingers. And we have merch. We're working on some new stuff. We think you're going to like it. Um, and by the way, I guess we should announce that we are now part of the Boundless Audio Network Oh, yeah. Shout out to Boundless. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. We'll tune in next week um, for Laughing with Gingers for more good times. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.